Good evening and welcome to El Dos Fumar Takes. This is our 220th take live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Azel, Texas. I'm your host, Barry Duplissy, as always, and I'm so proud, so pleased, and so privileged to be with you all tonight. It's going to be a fantastic show. It took us two times to start, but we're going to get this rolling right along, and we're so excited to have our guest of honor tonight. Before we get to formal introductions of one of the funnest guys in the premium cigar industry we do have to thank the people that make this show possible that of course is our sponsors and tonight's show is sponsored by drew estate drew estate it's pope of Grange village will is available again as part of the smoke ins famed micro blend series the 2022 launch of the limited edition cigar is available starting from a couple weeks ago exclusively at smoke in there's still a few quantities left you definitely want to check it out and definitely want to grab some because there are very few left a collection of of rare and small batch cigars smoke ins micro blend series is a collaboration between some of the premium cigar industry's top companies and smoke own smoke ins owner of course abe de babna the pope of Greenwich village is named in honor of one of drew estate's founder as jonathan drew's favorite films and it debuted in 2015 as as the 10th micro blend series smoke in and drew estate resurrected the blend last year for 2021 and there is now a 2022 version of the pope of Pope of Greenwich Village. Check out smokein.com today and get the Drew Estate Pope of Greenwich Village 2022. And welcome, everybody. This is our 220th take. And without further ado, it is my pleasure, my privilege, and my honor to welcome my good friend and guest of the 220th take, sponsored by United Cigars, Smoke One Today, and Start Living United, Mr. Eric Gatormson of Cigar Dojo. Eric, how are you doing tonight? Bear, I am excited to be on the show. Your beard is looking magnificent. It just keeps getting bigger and better and more glorious in all of its. Look at it. I mean, there's it's just, just it's there just could all, be. It's just all here. It's it's who, all, I mean, all its glory. Who knows how much larger that beard has got <laughs> since the last time I was on the show? I can tell you a lot. It's. It's grown a lot, my friend. So congratulations. Thank you so much. It's so uh, it's it takes a lot of hair to make this beard accomplish what it does. But um, <laughs> it's 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 kind of become like this almost this like staple like people who I haven't had on in a long time. They're like, oh, my gosh, it just looks so much bigger on screen. Well, like, I guess the camera adds 10 pounds and maybe a couple of inches, too. I don't know. <laughs> who knows? But uh but it has been actually a long time since we've had you on the show, Eric. Um, you were actually a uh, guest twice uh, in the first year of, of my show, that 16th take down in the Dominican Republic, poolside, yeah, mind right. you, mm-hmm. uh, was the first time that I had you on the show. And then a few weeks later, actually, uh, you, uh, you uh, actually uh, filled in for... Um, you filled in for an absentee guest, which was really, really, really nice and everything. But, uh, but life's gotten busy. Things have taken off uh, in a lot of great ways, which we're going to talk about tonight. And uh, it's so, it's so great. Long overdue to have you back. And, uh, and uh, one of these days, we'll still get Jordan. It will happen one day. Yes, it'll happen. I mean, um, Jordan is, I can just, I can tell the, the viewers, Jordan's presence is, is close. It's nearby. Yes. Yeah. It's always very, felt. It's very, always. very close, and uh, he would, he would, he would join us tonight. But uh, I think he's had a rough day, so we're gonna leave. We're gonna leave Jordan alone. So, but he's smoking with us, Bear. He's hanging out. Yeah, he's it's all about the. Us. It's all about the spirit, and uh, and uh, like I said, he we we feel it all around, and uh, you know, a lot wouldn't happen um, 
on we're, we're going to get into here a little bit. Well, a lot wouldn't happen on Cigar Dojo without him. So and and uh, so what's it? And uh, we're pleased for him tonight as well for uh, lending uh, lending re I guess re renting out the space and letting you come over with uh, with the weather that came in for you. Yeah, I was going to do the show in my backyard. So I was on um, I was on Johnny Reamer's show Thursday night, and I did. So, our, so we did we did Flavor Odyssey on Wednesday at the studio, and then I did Johnny Reamer's show from my backyard, which is great. Like, you know, it was kind of like staying home that night, and it worked out perfectly. Then, boom, Smoke Night Live Friday night. And then tonight, I was going to go back, just hang out at my house, and do the show with you. But as weather sometimes changes plans, it did tonight, and the rainstorm moved in. So I called Jordan. I said, Jordan, I'm coming over to the studio, baby. And so here we are. Well, awesome. It's great to it's great to have uh, you and actually both of you and him in spirit and you physically on the show. And we got a lot to talk about. Um, but before that, I want to I want to know what you're smoking. And I'm going to actually ask you to do me a favor here. So first of all, what do you what do you what did you light up tonight? And what do you it, it sounded look, looks like you have a couple cigars in reserve as well. I do. I have. Um, so in reserve, I'm trying to decide between this uh, CCCJ from Illusioni or the one-off. And the reason you're going to say to yourself, why does Eric have two Illusioni cigars? Well, we just added the Illusioni badge to dojoverse.com. So I'm trying to earn my Illusioni badge. So nice. one of these, one of these I'm going to fire up and check into the dojoverse.com next. Uh, but right now I am smoking our uh, cigar dojo Perdomo 10th anniversary release that we just came out with at JR Cigars. And um, these are just, th- these are a great way to start, Bear. Like, it's just such a like creamy, buttery, smooth, milky kind of a cigar. It's a perfect way to kind of get, you know, get your palate going. And um, I've been smoking a ton of these lately. Uh, in fact, I'm going to have to check into this one pretty soon here. But um, yeah, so I'm smoking our 10th anniversary Perdomo, which um, is a six by 56 which is a un and never before done uh version of this cigar before i mean to say nothing to the fact that it's a different vitola and it's brand new and everything but like i mean eric you've been smoking for a while i mean this cigar has been a staple in humidors for as long <laughs> as you've been smoking uh pretty much and uh i mean i mean can you imagine you know when you first started even dojo i mean did you ever imagine one day that you'd see that name on a no, 10th anniversary box. No, never in a million years. And very thankful to uh, Nick and the whole team, Arthur, Janine, everybody. Um, yeah, so, you know, the thing is, is like, if this is our 10th anniversary, though, just 10th anniversary. So we want to, we have a lot of cool stuff planned, but we were, you know, it was about a year ago when we were saying, you know, God, man, what would be like a cool 10th anniversary thing and there's probably no more as you know bear there's no more famous 10th anniversary cigar than this cigar the champagne it's one of the best-selling cigars in the world um the unique yellow cello so much about it and you know we wrote an article not that long ago um and actually it's probably two maybe two years ago or so like you when you're in like the boutique kind of craft side of cigars like you are and we are um, sometimes it's so easy to overlook products like this. Cause you know, these are sort of like, Oh, that's, uh, you know, old, old guys smoke that or whatever. Right. Like, 
but this particular cigar and so many like you know there's fuentes and and certain padrones and certain lfds and certain uh obviously perdomos that they've just been around so long that guys that are in the sort of the craft side the boutique side that's easy to overlook and not realize how really good these cigars are there's a reason why this cigar is still around and why it sells so much oh absolutely. and that reason is it's it's consistent and it's good you know and so it, there couldn't have been a better product really to sort of highlight our 10th anniversary and so we're very thankful for uh nick and those guys that let us do this with them yeah what an what an awesome project i, I when uh, when the, when it got announced and everything, I was just I was really excited for you guys just because for all the reasons you kind of just outlined. But man, I was just like, man, what a you know what a, a feat. You know, I mean, you've had your name on a lot of different brands and stuff, and some brands you've actually created. You, you know, y'all, you know, yourself, you know, very unique stuff. But even some existing stuff that that secondary band has been on some some pretty impressive product over the years. You know, uh, Perdomo, of course, Davidoff. I mean, just to name a couple, and it's. Man, I can't believe it's uh, in ways. Does it feel like 10 years and does it no. not feel like 10 years at the same time? Yeah, 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 that's true. Um, in ways it, it does and in ways it doesn't. But it, I think overall it doesn't like it's just amazing to think that when we started this, I didn't have any grandkids, you know, and <laughs> um, and now I have five. And so. Yeah, like stuff like that. You 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 look back and and you think, wow, like so much has changed in the last ten years in my life. But at the same time, it's just gone by like a flash. And and now you think, guys, it really is it really ten years? Uh, but yeah, it's it it really is ten years. And I I gotta say, you know, I I love it. I mean, to be honest with you, I can't imagine doing anything else like doesn't feel like work um i think i tell jordan this all the time if i won the powerball the 800 million or whatever it is or whatever it was i'd still do this like i just, i love doing what i do i love our community i love the guys you know there's so many of the dojo guys like i'm personal friends with now and i'm i'm not a super social guy bear i'm kind of like a bit of a I, I don't typically like people, but our community is just so cool. Like there, no, I'm serious. Like if I had a choice of like going to a concert or just listening to this, the, the album at home, I would just listen to the album at home. I don't like being around groups of people, but that being said, um, we have, we're lucky. Like the dojo communities is a cool group of people like bill and chad and uh wayne brock and just all these guys i could name a hundred guys that i would love to just hang out with and we hang out with all the time and they're coming in next week for rock or week and a half for rocky mountain cigar fest like um it's an honor and i don't feel like i'm working bear yeah um i'm about to celebrate five years this later this wow year, which that's crazy um is that two 2023 no uh november 22 oh, okay years. all right yeah gotcha crazy um and yeah it doesn't it seems if it's flown by in a lot of ways and in a lot of ways it's it, it's seems like a really long time to right, like right. when i was thinking about like the last you know the last time i actually had you on the show and uh, you know i've guessed it on you know smoke and i lied a few times and everything but um it so we've gotten together in this kind of format 
Um, but I, I just couldn't believe how long it had been. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and it doesn't feel like that long either. Cause I, I mean, I, st- I, re- I remember that trip like it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I still think about, about that trip all the time. It was so fun, man. Yeah. We had was. such, we had such a good time in the DR together, just hanging out and, oh man, what a, what an amazing, was that six or seven days? It was just, it was just so great. Oh yeah. This was the best. And then you, we, then you went off to Nicaragua. <laughs> so you, you, yeah. you kept the, you kept the party rolling. I had to come back yeah. to the real world. Yeah. <laughs> I know we tried to we tried to talk you into coming with us, but I, it was, it, if not for money, it wouldn't <laughs> have been it wouldn't have been hard to talk me into it for sure. So, well, we're gonna take a, a couple more trips down memory lane here tonight, Eric. And again, I can't thank you uh, enough for being a part of uh, tonight's show and everything. But um, I would like some help in picking my ne- my uh, my next cigar. I've got a couple for you to for you to choose here from. So, um, all, right. all right, let's do it. All right, so I've got. Um, Quite quite a little assortment here in, in three cigars. Okay. I've got the Placencia Almaforte, uh Sixto. The Colorado. Not the <sighs> original. I've got good, the good cigar. Bandolero 50th firecracker. Little, okay. little tiny cigar here. And then I've got the Howard G Cameroon, uh the Ma- Howard G Camp Magic Stick Cameroon. Um mm. so the it, Howard it, Griffith. Different, right? different Howard. <laughs> oh, different Howard. Um, well, I would, I, me, if I were you, I would fire up that Placencia. That is, you're not going to beat that one tonight. All right. That's my, that's my pick, baby. Sounds good. Let's go ahead. And they, do it. You know, what's crazy about them is they make so many cigars for so many people and they were able to a few years back, you know, really come out with. A, a really solid house. When I say house blend, I, I don't mean like house blend as in, you know, for a, 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 a brick retailer. and mortar or something. Right. But I mean, for their own brand. Thank you. Wow. Look at this. I just got a. what is it? Oh, I got a Moscow mule just showed up on my, <laughs> my desk. But anyways, what they, service? they what were service? able. I know I was, that was unexpected. They were able to come up with, such a great brand. I mean, a branding their own their own brand. They did it in a good way. Like that's a hard thing to do, right? Like so many brands struggle with that. Like AJ Fernandez, for instance, makes some of the greatest cigars in the world. Nobody would question him, but they really struggle with their own brand. Oh, thousand and, percent. You know, and I'm not. I'm not saying their cigars aren't good. Cigars are good, but they don't. They don't do a great job marketing their own cigars. And they end it, all of their cigars sort of end up in the back seat somewhere. Um, Placencia does a good job. I'm not saying that they do the best job in the world of it, but they do a good job of it. They, it's their focus at the PCA when at the show. The cigars are phenomenal and they look good. You want to buy them. The, the original was one of the best cigars around. Yeah. So, you know, kudos, kudos to those guys. They, they did a good job of, of kind of coming around and, sharing their own brand as a line with the, with the world. Yeah, it was, they, they kind of, they kind of, it's kind of, it's almost borderline insulting to say that they kind of took, they kind of came, took the industry by storm there for the first couple of years, even though they've been, you know, an industry staple for decades, but they really did. I mean, they really did. They really just came out of, 
well, wouldn't say out of nowhere, but I mean, from nothing to nothing to something very, very, very quickly. And it's, they're, it's very well-deserved because the cigars are, are really incredible. I've really enjoyed, I've really enjoyed smoking all of them, quite frankly. There's really not a blend in the, that I'm not necessarily a fan of, at least in some sizes. Um, this one, the Sixto, uh, is really fascinating though. The, you know, the hexagonal, just the, yeah. the way it's pressed and everything very unique. And it doesn't, it's not just, you know, or a favorite word between <laughs> the two of us. It's not gimmicky. <laughs> it's right. just, it's just, it's just fun. And, uh, and it's a, and it's a really well, well-constructed, well-made cigar. So thank you for picking my cigars this, uh, this evening. I'm, I'm trying to think bear, think of, of factories that are known like you, you can't really consider Perdomo because Perdomo, yeah, they're completely vertically integrated, but they were never ever known as like um, a factory that produced, you know, other cigars for other people. They were always just, you know, they're they were the kind of their own thing. They're yeah. vertically integrated, and they did their their own thing, similar to I don't know, uh, Padron, right? Right, um, Fuente, you know, that kind of a thing. But then there are these other companies, big, huge companies uh, that are factories that are known for making cigars for other people. AJ comes to mind. We already mentioned them. Agonorsa Leaf, Placencia. And so it's it's become popular lately for those factories to you know have, hey, let's focus also on our own our brand name. Some of them do it really well. Some of them do it not so well. Obviously, Terrence is completely, I mean, he turned that Casa Fernandez upside down and and now everybody knows Agonorsa Leaf like you know he just did it in such a good way and then they just continue to improve with the rebrand and all that stuff can you I don't know I'm, I don't want to put you on the spot but uh, do you think can you think of other like factory brands that have either done it good or maybe not so good I'm trying to think in my own mind well, right now well it's interesting that so it's interesting that you know, to be quite candid and frank, like it's interesting you mentioned AJ Fernandez because my joke about AJ Fernandez is that, and you and you kind of said it was that he makes great cigars for other people, but not so much for himself. Yeah, and, and I don't know if it isn't the I don't know if it is the fact that this the cigars aren't great. Like he makes some great cigars for himself. I mean, there's a ton of people that love New World. Um, you know, the um, what was the uh, hybrid? Hybrid one he did. Jordan, what was that AJ hybrid? Bayes Artes. Yeah, Bayes Artes. Yeah. Great cigar. Like, that's a great cigar. But doesn't it feel like Bear? Like, they just, like, their own brand just gets lost in the shuffle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it totally does. And, and like, but like things like The Last Call and even like The New World and stuff, like, it just, they're, while they're popular and he sells a, a ton of them, it just, they're, they're just like, I, I don't like, I don't hear a lot of recall for them, but like with stuff he makes for other people, I hear that now. This is where I was going to say, like, you know, to be candid and conversely for a long time, you know, I mean, for, I would, and I would say for like the, the decade before they started putting their name on cigars, Placencia was kind of catching a, I mean, I would say at best kind of a, a polarizing, you know, yeah. kind of a polarizing opinion like oh you have cigar cigars made or made by placencia for you like brand owners that had that didn't have their own factories that weren't vertically integrated you know placencia had this interesting like uh, like i said like polarizing reputation and 
And so when they announced that they were going to be doing their own thing, I, I, I mean, it's been a few years now and they're just absolute fire. They're absolute money. They're, and they're like the cigars stand on their own. They're terrific. I mean, I don't think you'd catch anyone talking about what they were talking about before, but I remember that very vividly. Yeah. Um, and now they're just, they're held in great esteem and regard and, and well-deserved because they, whatever, whatever changes they made for the better. So it's kind of almost like a, a flip-flop between them and AJ of what, yeah, in my opinion. I, I think a lot of that has to do with the, them releasing and focusing on their own brand. And that gave them like f- folks in the, you know, that, that are consumers like we are like, we were like, Oh wow. Like this is fantastic. And then all of a sudden you, you find out, Oh, they make um, these cigars for this company and they make these cigars for that company. Oh, I, maybe I should, I should try that, but you you are right because I can I can specifically remember talking to a brand owner. It was like ten years ago, and then I was like, "Yeah, where do you guys where are your cigars?" Because they were struggling, you know, they were having a hard time, and they were looking for advice. I don't know why they were looking for it from me, but they were like, "You know, what do you think?" You know, I was like, "Where do you have your cigars made?" And they were like, "Placencia," and I was like, "Ah, you're probably not gonna you're you know people probably realize that you're getting you're not getting like you know you're probably getting like twelfth in line." of the tobacco, you know, so maybe you had to pick a smaller factory that, you know, it's, yeah, you're right. Like it, it wasn't thought of as like, Oh, you, your cigars are made of Placencia. Like my initial reaction was, Ugh, I don't know. Like it seems like people are just going to think like you, you're probably not getting the best tobacco and stuff. But in the last few years, what, after they did this kind of stuff and obviously they've made some great stuff. I mean, with Ferro Tego and whatnot, like uh-huh. now people are like, you know, uh, energized again for that brand. Yeah. And it's, and I, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what changes were made, but it was about, it was about that time. It was about that time. And since then, I mean, for their own brand namesake, they haven't missed in my opinion. Um, I mean, I just think they're, they're incredible. And I really, I really love this blend uh, specifically. So Really excited about it showing up in a new new uh, Vitola that they announced at the show, show this year and everything. But um, but uh, but thank you again, uh, Eric, for picking my cigar tonight. So uh, so but let's dive into tonight's major point, which is always brought to you by the P. Yeah, power of the P. Tonight's major point is brought to you by the people, cigar people, the people who know everything about a lifetime of service. Protocol cigars is more than just pool parties and good times. Well. Maybe it is. But behind the fun is a motivation for service, a motivation for giving back. From the original Protocol Blue to the latest release in the Lawman series, uh, Phoebe Cousins, Protocol has always been about honor, passion, and yes, the people. It's about their life's work, has been, and always will be about. Power of the P, Protocol, Cigars. So Eric, you know, again, I've I mentioned uh, really early on uh, um, in tonight's show that, uh, that, you know, you'd been a guest at previous occasions and everything. And we really didn't, in those two opportunities, it was, they were very unique. One was kind of a theme night and one where, like I said, we were poolside enjoying a, a terrific week, um, learning about um, all the great things that they do for Davidoff Cigars. And um, so it, we really haven't had a chance to, on this show at least, explore a little bit of the history that brought you to 10 years of awesomeness when it comes to Cigar Dojo. So I'd like to take a little bit of a uh, couple of leaps back into history, if you if you'll uh, if you'll permit me. Um, but uh, the cigar, I mean, Cigar Dojo was not was not the first app you created. Um, no, uh, we we 
actually, you know, um, it was the, it was the first app, but not the first website. We we me and Jordan um, and Matt and another guy Brian started a website called uh, QuickCigarReviews.com, and the whole idea of QuickCigarReviews.com was like just like we're talking like four sentence long reviews, right? Like the, I, my idea was at this the cigar time, blows sincerely us. <laughs> <laughs> basically, you know, like. I didn't want to read a big, long review, right? I just want, just tell me if it's good or if it's bad, pretty much. And um, so that was the idea behind that website. So this is 2011. Um, and the, for whatever reason, now you got to understand um, that's what me and Jordan do. We're in the web industry. So we kind of know how to do websites and how to do SEO correctly and all that sort of stuff. So it wasn't a total mistake or accident that it got popular, but that site started to get popular and it was getting some significant traffic. Um, so we thought, wow, you know, maybe, maybe instead of just doing this kind of for fun on the side, you know, we should try to do it a little bit more seriously and maybe it'll turn into something. And so we said, yeah, let's, let's do that. But we don't like this name, quickcigarreviews.com. We don't feel like it's marketable. And in the meantime, I was running some really big internet forums. So I, that's sort of my expertise is like community building and understanding communities and how to build communities. And so I was like, I want it to be com- sort of community-based, but also, you know, have this blog component that's has really good reviews and stuff like that. And so uh, Jordan came up with the idea of Cigar Dojo. And the idea there was like a dojo. That's a place where people come to learn. And um, they train and they become like a ninja or whatever, right? And so we thought that that was like a cool idea and the, the domain was available. So we built the website and uh, we sort of ported everything over from the old website to the new website. But then ba- mainly because of Jordan, we started to, to do the reviews like a lot better, like not these quickie reviews. They were like actual starting to become actual reviews. And I mean, if if we look back at them now, we would probably be embarrassed about how they were, but at the time they were pretty good, you know, um, for back then. And um, so then six months later, um, I had the idea to start the app. So I went to Jordan and the guys and said, Hey, you know, like um, I think we should start this app and really start building our, this community. Cause that was the idea all along. I really wanted this community and there was a lot of forums back then. He you know, who admits forums, to not liking like, people wanted to build a community. I just want to right. grab that piece of the conversation. Here. I don't like being around them in person. Like okay. I don't, I like, I like communities. I'm, I'm, I'm okay <laughs> with social stuff, but in person, I'm, I'm kind of a recluse. Like I would prefer just to be in my house. Right. All, all but, joking um, aside, you but, understand why that's really interesting to me though. Yes. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. I know. That's great. It's weird. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I mean, so when we started the app, um, that's when things just what got crazy. Like within like six months, um, you know, the, the dojo was just growing like by leaps and bounds. And uh, pretty soon, you know, after a year or two, we realized, hey, this is probably going to be something. And um, and through through Jordan's beating me over the head all those years um he's you know made the reviews like so much better like i was i'm here's the here's how me and jordan work 
I am like, boom, boom. Let's just get bang it out. Let's get it done. Let's boom, boom. Let's get it done. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's move on to the next thing. Jordan is like, you know, he's a perfectionist. He wants it to be, you know, every post to be a work of art. And so that's good because between the two of us, um, we get stuff done. I was gonna say you and get shit done, yeah. <laughs> and and it's and it's really good quality. So um, so fast forward um to two years ago or so when Apple started to get rid of all the cigar apps on their platform. Um and we were able to stick around a couple years longer. So this is actually like four years ago. Apple was trying to get rid of all cigar apps. Um I sort of sweet talked the Apple girl into letting us stay. Uh, but eventually we knew that that was going to end and it did end. And so in the meantime, we were working on our own new platform, which is a web-based app um, and it's the dojoverse.com. And now we're not beholden to Apple. We're not beholden to Google. We're not beholden to YouTube. We're not beholden to Facebook. We can just like, it's so weird. Like when we were doing our app, like the actual app that was in app stores, like we would get contacted by Facebook and they would say, you have a Facebook login to your app. Like people can use their Facebook login to log into the app. If you do that, your login page has to be our blue. It has to be our blue. You can't use your orange. It has to be our blue, like stupid stuff like that. Right. And so like, we were just so tired of, Oh, Apple won't let us do this. Facebook won't let us do this. YouTube won't let us do that. And so we were like, you know what? We just need to get out of that and create our own platform that's separate from all that stuff. And that's how the dojo verse was born pretty much two years ago from right now. I mean, I mean, that's a pretty long history within 10 years kind of summed up, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of interesting little facts that kind of get lost in this. I mean, first of all, I mean, like kind of like you take it even back further than when dojo was created as an app and, and before even quick cigar reviews and everything. So you, you and Jordan had already already had these ventures. Like uh, you brought up a really great point that you guys kind of have this tech background, but he, he, he's actually, a, he's a tremendous writer as well. Yeah. I know you're my guest, but I mean, just to, to, to brag on your son and partner here, I mean, he's a tremendous writer and he really, I think he really not, I, I mean, you guys get the tech thing, obviously SEO uh, experts as you, as you were talking about, but it's, it's the content too, that I think that really, yeah brings people together like you were saying you know in a, in a in a really cool way um because they are more formal reviews as it were uh the structure and everything and you know and i mean i you know i've, I've written a few for you guys the structures there but it, it's it's still different it's still very much you know it for lack of a better it's it's dojoed for, yeah. for lack of a better word i guess right it just makes it it makes it part of the the, the community and everything but when when you guys were creating this community and and everything what so what was it about this you said this was one of your goals and and you know i cracked the joke already but like why why did you why did you feel like the the cigar community needed this digital community right well for one um Okay, you know when you re- rewind back that far, there was no Facebook groups. That wasn't even a that wasn't even a thing. Uh, there was Facebook, but there was no groups, and there was no cigar groups. So the only thing that there was back then were online forums, and um, there was a few popular ones, and and that's where my expertise was was in these online forums, not cigar related though. There were other topics, um, 
And so, and, but I was very familiar with forums. So I was, uh, I, that was my expertise. So I understood the whole forum situation. And so when we got into cigars, I was looking at all these cigar forums. And one thing that I thought was wrong with all of them was they were so uninviting. Like you, you, you know, a new, a new cigar smoker pops in and says, you know, Hey, should I, should I leave my cellos on or off? And like, they, he would just be attacked, you know, like, um, why don't you use the search feature? You dummy. We've answered that question 500 times. You're so stupid. You know, that. And I was like, why are they so freaked out about just, is it, wouldn't it just be easier just to answer the question? Like then to just take, then taking the time to like berate this poor guy. Like they were so uninviting to like new cigar smokers. So that's where I saw an opportunity. I saw the opportunity in having a forum that was more inviting for anybody. And so new cigar smokers, experienced cigar smokers, whatever. I I felt like that was our opportunity because not only are we going to bring some new tech to the to the playing field with an iPhone app. Um, but we will also be inviting. And if somebody says, should I have my cellos on or off? We'll just answer it and, and say, I do, or I don't, or whatever, you, whatever your answer is, it doesn't even matter. Just answer the question. I mean, we've answered the same question 50 million times on the dojo. And so has a, a bunch of the other dojo guys like, you know, some of the, the long-term guys, they answer the questions all the time for new people. And that's why a lot of new people like the dojo because it's not, you know, you're not going to feel like a total idiot. They, everybody gets into cigars at some point. And at some point you're, you're always like freaked out, like just cutting a cigar and lighting a cigar and all those mm-hmm. things. Like it's intimidating, you know? Yeah. And so if, if our community can be in um, welcoming for the new new folks, but also to have that layer for experienced guys to also be able to talk, have be able to do both things, then it'll be a success. And so that was the goal. And I think, you know, over the years, that's kind of what we've been known for is, is, is that kind of friendly community. It, it's really interesting that, you know, you, you come from this background of understanding how that world works. So by and large, you understand how to be successful in that world but you got you said fuck it we're going to be a rebel we're going to do something different and it right and it still was it still was incredibly successful i mean right off the get i mean was there was there any doubt in your mind about that like did you think like all right either this is going to be kick ass or or it's going to fall completely flat or like was there zero doubt i mean like what what was the what was the thinking there because you know what it was like to be successful that's what i was saying I had zero doubt of that it would work, um, but I didn't. I never imagined that it would be like it is now, where we're doing it full time and all that. But I, I had a really, really good feeling that the app would be really popular and that the community would be a good community because I'd done that so much, and so I was, I was pretty confident about that, and I felt like this could be a really fun project i didn't think it would turn into what it turned into but i didn't think it was gonna like fail fail either like i felt like it was gonna be popular you you kind of rebelled twice we're gonna go back to uh, your second one here in a second but 
as the process as you were building this, and as you mentioned, you, you, you do this full time, which is incredible. You're one of maybe two guys in the cigar media, you know, groups right. that actually do it full time. You and Jordan, and I guess, it, are you guys the only two full timers you got? Or is, is, yeah. uh, okay. We're the I only know, two full time. Yeah. Yeah. I know, you know, Randy and Rob and, you know, all the contributors and everything. I know they work diligently on it, but, but still, like, to have even two full timers. Right, working in cigar media. I mean, it's an it's an incredible, incredible what you've built. I mean, that that takes a lot. Uh, this takes a lot of work, regardless. But you know what 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 uh, what you were able to, to to build to have that kind of kind of independence because you're. I mean, so you you because you did consulting for like NASCAR and a couple of other. I mean, big time, big yeah. time gigs. I mean. Um, when when did when did those when did those guys when when did this go full time? Well, we went full time. Uh, I don't know, maybe eight eight seven years ago, probably seven so years. Pretty ago. early on. Um, okay, pretty early on. Although I kept the the only gig that I really kept was the NASCAR gig, and I kept that up until this is the first year that I haven't done NASCAR at all. Um, so this this past year, I I finally just there was just no time for me to give it the attention that it needed. And um, so, and I liked that, that gig It's the local uh, NASCAR, NASCAR track here, which is called national speedway. And I did all the, everything for them there. I wrote their stories. I did their social media. I did an app for them. I did all kinds of stuff. And I really liked that gig, but uh, ultimately I just, I was, there was so much dojo stuff. I was traveling a lot and I wasn't able to really give it the attention that it deserved. And so finally that was the last one of all the clients. And I just slowly weeded everybody out until it was just the dojo. And now it's just the dojo. Is there any ones that like, is there any ones that you miss? I mean, it's probably pretty too soon for, to miss NASCAR. You're probably like, Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Breathing that, I, that's a relief. I, I, I don't miss any of them at all, except for it, I do kind of miss the NASCAR thing. It was fun. And I, I I'm a race fan. So like, I, I grew up in racing, you know, auto racing my whole life. And so I, but I, I also have to admit, I sort of lost interest as time went on. Um, not that I don't love auto racing, but I've just got so into cigars that, you know, when you're just so into one thing, it's, it's, you can really, you know, you can have a lot of like interests, but you can really only have one like thing that you're like fanatic about. Mm-hmm. and I'm fanatic about cigars. And so I just couldn't be fanatic about racing anymore. And I knew at that point that it was coming to an end. And then when COVID happened, um, when COVID happened, they really cut back on what they needed from me. Cause like they were racing without fans uh, for a whole season in 2020. And so that was kind of the start of the end of the whole NASCAR gig for me. And then um I, I did stay on with them as kind of like a consultant for a year. And, um, and then this year I was like, guys, this, this gotta be it. Like I'm done. So <laughs> I'm just, just cigars now. So you, you, you talked about that one love and stuff. And, and, and I know that you have other passions, you know, your music, your family, I know is, 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 is huge for you. Um, that's a different type of passion though. But, um, but I remember having a conversation early on with you about like when you started smoking, because actually it's really funny because um, you and Coop uh, have these phenomenally successful uh, cigar media outlets and, 
and have been doing this for, you know, 10 plus years, both of you. Um, and I've been smoking cigars longer than both y'all. <laughs> yeah. Is, yeah. <laughs> I, have I mean, not, you threw yourself into it though. Yeah. Yeah. That I, I sort of have a, um, sort of like a, a thing that I've done my entire life. Like if I get into something, I, I typically get into it like a lot, like heavily. Um, but this was different. I mean, cigars were different. Um, I admit it. I, I love this. I mean, this isn't just a hobby for me. Like I, I really do love this industry. I love the people. I, although I don't want to be around them, but I love the people. <laughs> um, I love everything about it. And so like, I really feel like I found the, you know, my, you know, the thing that I want to do for the rest of my life. And, um, and it's cigars. Like I like, I like the trips. I like, I like the details. I like the fun stuff. I like the parties. I like the, the details. I like, I like it all, you know? And so it worked out. It really is. A, it really is apparent to anyone who's like, who, who has, who gets the opportunity of like getting to know you. Right? Cause like, I, re- I remember when I first met you at Lazona Palooza a few years ago um, and you know, how our, our friendships actually grown since then and everything. But it, like, I can tell, like, even in that, like, even back then when I first met you, it, it's not, I, I would, I would not have described you as like half-assed or, half cocked or in this just a little bit. I mean, you were all the way in and, but I could tell that your, your, your passion and love for the industry has grown even in that time. And, and like you mentioned, like you like everything. I think that's a really great descriptor for you because you nerd out on the nerdy stuff and then, but you're laid back enough to like, man, I love, I love the, I love the parties and I love the fun stuff. And it's uh, um, you really are a man for the industry. You really are. In a lot well, of I appreciate. Ways. I appreciate that. I. I think. I, hopefully. Hopefully, bear. Um, you know, when it's all said and done, and I'm long out of the industry, people will, will think back. You know that. Hey, like he was trying to do some. He was trying to do something um, that made it fun for everybody. And then that's really, honestly, to God, that is the goal. And like me and Jordan think of like new aspects on the Dojoverse or. Um, new, uh, you know, a new video or a new article or whatever. Our whole goal always is like, what, what, what would be fun? You know, like, what would, mm-hmm. what do people want? Like, and um, to me, that's the exciting part. You know, is like making, making this fun. Like, it gets, it can get monotonous. Anything could get monotonous, right? Like, no matter what you're involved in, it can get monotonous. And so I'm, con- that's why we do like our, our, these projects, like with Perdomo and stuff. Um, these are a way like six times a year to like shake up what everybody's doing. And, and now they get a, uh, try a, a, a new product that's made for them, you know, for the dojo community, they get a, they get to try it. it. We don't make a ton of money doing this stuff. We make hardly nothing on these things, um, on these products this is pretty much uh oh i almost showed something these are pretty much just uh for fun and um so a lot of what we do is because we're just excited like everybody else like to do fun stuff and hopefully that hopefully that uh you know transmits to the community and they enjoy the goofy crap that we do well I, I think you've you, you really detailed and really uh, really detailed what you accomplished there in just a few sentences there because you were talking about how when you would go into these forums and people were just 
getting eaten alive for answering the, you know, asking the simplest of questions and they were new and you wanted to be this all encompassing and welcoming aspect. And, and in a lot of ways you, you do that, like, cause I, I know I've been in, I've been in discussions with you and Coop where, you know, Coop has a lot more formality to, I would say that I'm somewhere in the middle, probably leaning more towards like Coop a little bit with some more of the formality and stuff, but yeah, you have this, you have this laid back nature that just, is you take it as it comes. You don't get upset by much, if anything. <laughs> you know, nothing really, nothing seems to bother you. And so I, I can kind of really see that personified in what you what you all created in, in the dojo verse. I think that's I think that's beautiful. Yeah, it's cool because like there's sort of like these m- multiple aspects of the dojo. Is like we have our blog, which is more like cigar media, um, kind of serious, but not super serious. I mean, we do some goofy stuff there as well. We have the podcasts and then we have these products that we do. And then we have um, the dojoverse.com, which is really kind of like our main, the main thing, the community, which is, that's our, our main thing. But sort of like between all those things, we hope that we're cultivating, you know, something that's adding kind of fun to life and you know if you you know some people love it and you know it's not for everybody there's cigar communities out there that don't like this kind of stuff we do which is totally cool um i get that and and i i appreciate that they have the things that they like to do but there's a group of people you know and it's a large group of people that like that kind of like this kind of laid back chill sort of um take cigars very seriously but at the same time you know life is uh there's a lot of challenges and it's nice to just be able to, our, our tagline has always been never smoke alone, which means, you know, you could be in a garage in Lubbock, Texas by yourself and you're, you're not alone because you have the dojo verse in, on your phone. You know, you have the dojo community, that whole community of guys just always there for you hanging out. And I've, there's been a lot of people that have said like, man, you guys really helped me through some tough times and, that means a lot, man. That's super humbling. Like when that happens. And so hopefully, you know, that's kind of the goal is we're, we're, we're sort of there all the time, 24 seven. There's a community in your pocket. Like cigar community is always there right in your pocket. That's really, really, it is it kind of just kind of hit, sit here and explore with you, Eric. It really is really fantastic to see all these pieces kind of click together through the history of it. You know, where you guys were, you know, what started as a very simple idea um, and really kind of morphed into what you guys ultimately wanted it to be and, and, and was successful with it. So w- let's go back to the forming of the dojo verse. Okay. You yeah. were talking about the, 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 some of the problems inherently, obviously. So Apple, you know, takes away all c- cigar apps. You know, you get, you're, you have this, the app existed in this kind of limbo for a while. You couldn't update it. It was right. just there. Um, you know, and I mean, props to you all for building an app that didn't that didn't need maintenance there for a couple of years, and it still <laughs> ran so efficiently without being able to update it. I was I was thoroughly impressed with the fact that it lasted uh, it lasted through uh, through no maintenance on it, which was great. Um, we were catching some crap from people uh, just just on that point. I'll let you finish. I know you got a point, but there was people you know during those two years, there were people like guys like you know, you need to do this and you need to do that. And we, and we were at the time we were like, 
We totally agree with you, but <laughs> we, we literally, we cannot do it. We, our hands are 100% tied. Like they will not let us update our app. Like we're lucky to just be in the app store. <laughs> I remember I could only do, um, for a time there at the end, I could only do 10 cigar battles in the cigar wars. Mm. And then I'd have to log out and then log back in. And then I could keep going, uh, for another 10. And then it was some reason it was just 10. I didn't, it would, um, but I mean, other, I mean, other than that's mildly inconvenience, mild inconvenience. It really didn't seem that bad um, at all. But, uh, but no, I remember, I remember you guys, you know, having to have that discussion, you know, speaking of answering questions a million times, right. And, you know, yes, guys, we're aware of this, this is what we're working on something special and, and, and the dojo, the dojo verse was born, but before we just get to that, the here, here is my point. So, I mean, that's a huge rebellion and risk. I mean, obviously being plugged into Facebook, being plugged into YouTube, having apps on the app store, Google play, like there's such a huge part of what we do on the podcast side, but I mean, you, your world was tied into that. Um, and, and let's face it, the world outside of this world is, is, is very much plugged into that. Like everything's plugged into these, these, these social sites and everything. So you guys completely bucking all of that to create your own, you know, uh, obviously it's a pun to create your own universe. I mean, that's, in, I mean, that's incredibly risky and, and what, and certainly what a challenge. I mean, that, I mean, was it just the independence? I mean, what, what was the, was that, well, that was that the ultimate motivation was just the independence. I mean, part of it was we knew, we were going to have to do that or just be done. Right. Because so I, I forget what year it was, but um, I, I showed up to IPCPR got to the, ho- this is, this is, I don't know, four years ago, five years ago. It was me, Jordan and Jack hire. I, we get to the hotel where we're staying and I open my email and the email is from Apple saying, you were kicking you guys off of our platform. No, no longer can any tobacco apps be on our platform. And I was just getting to IPCPR. Like there was really nothing I could do. Like I felt so helpless. Like it was the most horrific feeling in the world. I mean, I was, you know, this is how I pay my mortgage. This is how I, you know, put food on the table for my kids. Like this is my livelihood. And it was just taken away. Like, cause some, you know, executive at Apple just said, that's it. No more tobacco apps. Just like on a whim, like this guy somewhere or guy or girl or whoever somewhere in Apple makes this decision and it just completely upends my life. Right. And because of that, I was like, I don't ever want to wake up or show up at a hotel and have this happen to me again. Like this, (laughs) It can't, it cannot, we can't live this way. We can't work this way. So what happened was when I got back to town, I called Apple and I had this conversation with uh, an Apple rap girl. It was a, a lady. She was real nice. And I explained to her, I was like, look, you don't understand. Like I've bought magazine ads. I, I literally, there was a time when there was a small TV station. We had a, a little commercial that uh, somebody put up for us like for like 500 bucks or something i mean we were we were investing so much into this and i don't think they realized 
Like, this isn't just a goofy app that we're doing. Like, this is our livelihood. And so she was like, okay, here's the deal. You guys can stay uh, in our, in our uh, app store, but you can't, you can't add any new features or update your app. And so I was like, well, I, I don't like that, um, but I, I will take what I can get. And at that very moment, we knew like, okay, we got to start thinking about how we're going to do this. And so, um, you know, that, that part of, part of, we were a little bit lazy for like the first maybe year and a half. Didn't do much. Cause we kind of rested on the laurels of just being in there. Um, but then we got hot and heavy and, and decided we, we took our idea to a couple really big cigar, uh, manufacturers. I won't name any names. And we said, look, we need, we need this chunk of money. It's going to be a lot. And we're going to rebuild our platform from the ground up. And it's not going to be in the app store and any of that. And every, everybody said, no, right. <laughs> we got turned down <laughs> by, by everybody. And so then Jordan and I were just like, well, screw it. Let's just do it. We'll just do it ourselves. We'll find a way to pay for it. And so that's what we did. And, um, and we've been, um, you know, we couldn't do everything that we wanted to do right off the bat, but uh, over the last couple of years, we've been adding features uh, slowly be- as we can afford them. Like we just recently redid the whole leaderboard thing. Now there's, you know, you can see the cigar of the day. You can see the most popular brand of the day, the most we- popular of the week. Like there's a bunch of cool stats and stuff. It's like we've been adding stuff like that as we go instead of, you know, we wanted to do that all at once, but um, couldn't do that. So now we're just doing it as we go. And uh, it actually probably worked out better that way because um, it kind of gives users the ability to, you know, really sort of have fun with the new features when they come out. Yeah. um, I mean, what a, what just, what an incredible thing that you guys have built. I mean, it's the, the more I, the more I consider it and the more I like that we have discussions about it um, and the way I just my life revolves around some of these, these social apps and everything and how you guys were just created something on its own and for it to be, I mean, like how many, so what's this, I mean, what's this, I mean, were you guys able to move? Was it a successful transition of all users? How many did no. you lose in the transition? What was that? So, like? All right. So we had the app, we had about 56,000 registered users and incredible. Um, some of those were like, uh, you could in the, in the old days you could re- register just by using your Twitter account or your Facebook account, and um, so when we transitioned to the new our new platform, um, all that got wiped out. Right, the only ones that stayed were people that registered just with their email address without using Twitter, without using Facebook. Um, so we had we had to build back quite a bit. Like um, so now we're at about twenty seven thousand users in two years, and um, we're happy with that because um, we know that those are like good, solid users, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. And, um, and we have, you know, we have, we can contact them. It's not basically Facebook's data or, or Twitter's data. It's ours now, you know, it's not anybody else's. Um, So, yeah, I was really worried at the transition because like way back in the day when doing these forums and stuff, if I just like change like the logo slightly or something like people freak out, right? They don't, people don't like any kind of change. 
And so I knew this wasn't just going to be changed. This was going to be a complete, you know, they're going to have to, they might have to re-register. They might have to, you know, reset up their profiles and all that. I thought it was going to be, I I thought people were going to rebel a little bit, but they didn't. Um, The community was great. People loved it. I think that they really liked the fact that now that we have our own platform, we can add these custom features in that we couldn't before, um, you know, checking into cigars, earning a black belt, um, that kind of stuff. Like, like, there you go. Like you're looking at um, uh, a lot of people use this to check in into the cigars that they're smoking and then they can earn badges. Say they check into a lot of Nicaraguan cigars. They might earn the Nicaraguan Ninja badge. Like there's all these kind of cool things that just happen as you participate. Um, so, um, for instance, click on the, uh, go back up to the menu. That's the, the little graph there. That's the new leaderboard. Um, if you click on that now, this is our newest feature. Uh, so that's the users, right? And you can see day, weekly, yearly, all time. But now we've added cigars and brands. So if you click, if you scroll up a little bit there um, and you click, say, cigars right there. And then, wow. so there's 4,000 4, cigars in the database. And if you say, click on the day there, the little day uh, tab, that those are the most popular, most checked into cigars by the users um, today. And you can, if you keep scrolling down, it'll just keep loading and loading and just loading. You can see, yeah, it'll just keep going until the very end. But so that that's a cool wow. feature, not just for users, but also for brands. Like a lot of brand owners, they really like this because it gives them an idea of what people are actually smoking. You know, like the, this isn't, oh, I like this cigar. This is, I smoked this cigar today, you know? And so it's really, really valuable data. Um and the brands are similar. It's just that the brands are the uh, conglomeration of all the cigars in that brand. So if a brand is number one, they are the most checked into, most smoked uh, brand of that day, week, month, or all time. So, um, so I thought we'd have a little exercise here uh, for people who may, be, who may be members of my audience who have never used this. And I know this is going to get lost when people are listening on the audio and everything. Well, shout out, by the way, to... Uh, Chad, who's actually tuned in tonight, uh, number two on the leaderboard. So shout out to yeah. Chad there. But we're going to check into this cigar that you that you picked for me. So walk walk me through this process right. uh, for for somebody, and let's check let's check into this cigar. All right. So uh, you go to the activity feed, which is the top menu on the left there, right here. Yep. Okay. And activity feed. Okay. Yep. Okay. Now, there's a couple ways to do this, but I'm going to do. Um, I'll do it this this way. Now click on the uh, the top left thing so that menu goes away again. See the little hamburger icon on the top left in the menu. Got it. That'll yeah. There you, there you go. So at the very top, um, scroll to the top there um, okay. in the activity feed, and then you could just say this is what I'm smoking. You might you know, type you know like this is what I'm smoking. Got it. I love it or whatever you want to whatever you want to say, and. Then uh, you click the little cigar uh, icon. You see those little icons? Yeah. Okay. And you start to search that. Now, um, what's the name of that cigar? Uh, Placencia um, Alma Forte, Sixto. Yeah. So you start to type it and um, it'll search those cigars. Um, you might try Almaforte instead of Placencia because there's a lot of Placencia stuff. Okay. 
Just leave off. There, there we you go. go. Boom. And so now you're going to give it a thumbs up or thumbs down, depending on if you liked it. Now, here's the deal with thumbs up or thumbs down. Thumbs up or thumbs down. People are a lot of people are like, why didn't you guys do like an actual rating scale, like 90, you know, to a one to 100 or whatever. This is more like Rotten Tomatoes. Like, did I like it or did I not like it? Um, because the other <laughs> ratings are subjective unless right. Like an, an, just a, a 90 to me might not be a 90 to somebody else. Right. Right. And I mean, obviously that's going to make Aaron Loomis really happy when I say that, but that <laughs> is true. Um, and so we didn't want to go down that road in this case for what we're doing here. Cause this is more of just like, like a rotten tomatoes type scale. And so, um, so thumbs up or thumbs down. And then you could add a picture, this, sure. especially if you were using your phone. Um, but for now, we won't add a picture. Um, sure. So let's just scroll down just a tad. And then you can just click um, the post and it'll, it'll post and it'll um, add that to, to your, you know, what you've smoked that day. So scroll a little bit down in the, in the activity feed there. And then, yeah, it says right there that I smoked. Um, oh, you already checked in. Sorry, I didn't. I missed that when you actually clicked the button. Um, so now that is is categorized for you for this day. And mm -hmm. that changes. So like because that has a certain wrapper, certain fillers, certain binder, uh, a country of origin, a certain price point, you you just what just by doing what you just did. You set into motion a whole bunch of data points for you, for Bear, right now. Like, that was in, probably in the expensive category. Uh, it's made in Nicaragua, uh, Colorado wrapper. Uh, all those things became data points for you, and those will go towards certain badges or achievements based on, on those things. Also gave you points, which can... Get, you know, ultimately, you work up to a black belt or a ninja yeah, belts um, and badges. Yeah. Okay. Great. Right. So there's a whole bunch of things that happen when you check into a cigar, like behind the scenes. Well, I know it seemed kind of obvious there because I saw the camera icon and everything. Like, um, it never <laughs> talk about learning something new every day. And this is a reason why I, 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 I you know, I self admittedly don't post very often in the dojo verse is I thought you had to put a picture, but you no. don't. So now, <laughs> I'm, I'm, man, I'm only because I, I don't have, I don't use my phone very often, uh, other than for apps and stuff. So, I, you know, I, I knew that I could transfer pictures to my computer and then upload them and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, that just seems like a lot of trouble. Um, for me personally, nothing against it. I was like, this is really great. And but now this is this is really great. I'm going to be able to. I'm, I can check in. I can check in all the time. I don't need that. Yeah, you, 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 you don't necessarily need to use a photo. You can use your phone. You can use your computer. doesn't make any difference. Um, if you're using your phone and you're on your browser and you go to dojoverse.com and you, if you, you know, the a phone, you can add the icon to your home screen, like a bookmark. And if you do that, then it just functions like an app. Like you'd never even know it was in a browser. It just be, totally becomes an app. Um, just as if you downloaded it from the app store. I love this. I'm getting my own private tutorial live on my show. This yeah. is, this is great. So. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, awesome. Awesome. I, I hats off to you and Jordan, uh, and all your team for, for building this. Um, what an awesome community you've built in 10 years plus. And I mean, 
what a what a what a decade what a decade for you guys it's just it's been incredible and and it's yeah and it's, it's been a fun it's, one it's just getting started right oh yeah yeah i mean they uh people ask me hey what do you see yourself doing in five years and i always say smoking more cigars <laughs> i'm doing right now hopefully <laughs> so um are you still are you just are you still drinking on that moscow mule or did they switch it up to something else all right, dude. I've got I've got Moscow Mule right here. I've got me some Topo, of course, and I've got a glass of bourbon. So I mean, I'm I'm set from every possible angle. So uh, we've been short down in Topo Chico down here in uh, Texas, but I I, I uh, have been snagging these uh, mineral waters from our local grocer, H our very popular grocer, H E B, and it's yeah. uh, called 1877. It's mineral water. Um, it doesn't hold the carbonation like, uh, like Topo, but it's, it's, it's dang good. So I'll have to, uh, here, here, everything is better, right? Yeah. The, Isn't uh, the H-E-B? yeah. Mm-hmm. The, uh, and, but you've been when, with the shortage, you've been drinking that, that, that rainwater brand. Yeah. It's, a, it's all right. Nice little substitute. It's what, what, you know, I mean, it's not, I, I Nothing compares to nothing compares to Topo, but that's true. hundred percent. You got to do what you got to do if you can't get Topo. And yeah, we'll, uh, we'll argue that point uh, to death apparently with, with uh, our good friend, Mr. William Cooper, who just doesn't get it. Well, you know, for him, for him, he just wants water out of his refrigerator. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of that where that came from. <laughs> you can have <laughs> met, you can, but I was like apples and oranges, man you can drink magic or you can just not drink magic, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> But you do have a glass of bourbon, which is actually on our next subject, believe it or not. What are you drinking? Okay. I have um, some early times. Okay. Has that been a so, favorite for years later, lately? or I know you're a Henry. I know you're a McKenna fan, Henry McKenna fan. That's been yeah, a little bit yeah. harder to find these days. I blame you. You're the one. You're I the know. Guy that- Actually, that's not true. You know what happened was Henry McKenna got voted best whiskey of the year a couple years back. And from that point forward, it's been nearly impossible to find. It was super easy to find before that. It wasn't, believe me, it wasn't us. It was, who's that, Jordan? Who's that that rated it number one, Henry McKenna? I don't know. Somebody rated it number one, a big, a big publication. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, it's been hard to find. Yeah. Damn. Damn those ratings. Um, <laughs> and, and jerks. But, uh, that's going to break up our show with a little bit into our fun segments here. And I thought we would have a little fun with bourbon and the fun we're going to have I with like bourbon it. is with us presidents. This is our United cigar presidential trivia series of questions. I got two for you tonight. They're all revolving around drinks and specifically around whiskey. So I knew Uh-oh. that this would be something you would enjoy. So uh, this segment of course is brought to you by United Cigars featuring La Gianna Havana, distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron. And now Alfonso lines from selected tobacco smoke once a day and start living United. Now, the good thing about these two questions, Eric, is that they are multiple choice, really but I have, comple- I have complete faith in you. So we do know that Lyndon Johnson in 1964 declared bourbon the official spirit of America. It was actually written into law. So, but which president issued guidelines determining what could be called straight, blended, and even imitation whiskey? Oh, was it A. Harry Truman, B. William Howard Taft? 
or C, Ulysses S. Grant? Mm. Well, I'm going to guess this was quite a while ago. Um, because it's been uh, for a long, long time, there's been really strict rules on bourbon. Um, what can be called bourbon? What can't be called bourbon? Now, lately, in the last 10 years or so, those guidelines or restrictions have eased. But I'm going to think it was uh, Grant, Ulysses S. Grant. Very close. Very close mm. indeed. Um, we do have a little fun to talk about with uh, Lisa S. Grant on the next question, though. But it was actually William Howard Taft, and the actual was that the actual law was actually the Taft decision that was put mm. into law. Um, and I totally take this as an authority because President Taft went on to become the chief uh, justice in the Supreme Court. So obviously he knows he knows how to make a decision so <laughs> <laughs> but uh fun thing about harry truman if if you didn't know about this he actually uh every morning for breakfast whatever he would have you know oatmeal cereal whatever you what you know bacon eggs whatever he would actually have a half ounce pour of bourbon every morning he's a good man yeah. he was a good man 88 and uh, you know lived to 88 years young so so clearly he yeah, was doing something right yeah Right. I'm telling you, man, you smoke cigars and drink bourbon. You're going to live a long time. Oh, right. Um, but uh, maybe uh, maybe Taft should have uh, probably laid off a little bit of the booze. That way he would have gotten out of the, the bathtub probably a little bit easier. Mm, um, <laughs> but uh, here's the next question for you. So which president was was and still would be a distiller today if he were alive? Oh. Is it a Ulysses S. Grant? B, George Washington, or Z, Zachary Taylor? Mm. Gosh, I have no idea. Um, but I'm going to just go out on a limb and say Taylor. Zachary Taylor. That's a really great pick, and you and I think you know why. You probably picked it because of his last name, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it sounds like. Sounds like a name that would be. In Sounds there. like E.H. Taylor, of course. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, E.H. Bit, yeah. E.H. Yeah, Taylor was actually the great nephew of Zachary Taylor. Oh, so they are related. Uh, but uh, Zachary Taylor himself didn't have a distillery. But you know who has a distillery who ca became a uh, became a distiller and the distillery is still functioning today is George Washington, believe it or not. Huh. Yeah. George Washington. I'll be dogged. Yeah. So it's actually it you, you'll love this too because like like cigar uh, cigar people out there will love this too. So the the he had his own distillery out of Mount Vernon. It's still in operation today, but it's just for seven months of the year. So it produces literally George Washington whiskey in two styles. There's a wheat based whiskey, which is kind of very similar to what uh, Washington made himself, and then other versions, which uh, a rye, which that was actually his favorite and the original recipe, which is 60% rye and it's bottled in straight, uh, straight from the stills. So both whiskeys are only sold through the mountain burning gift shops a month or so after production finishes. And by production, we mean the aging of the barrels and stuff like that too. So it's not like you're buying moonshine um, out of it. But uh, I mean, the bottles are expensive, but, 
by by today's standards of what some of these whiskeys are going for, it's one hundred and eighty dollars a bottle, hmm. which you know for you know some craft small bourbon. I mean that's, I mean it's it's pricey. Don't get me wrong, but that's that's pretty cool. That is really cool. I did not I did not know that. So maybe when he was chopping down the cherry tree, he was just trying to make stave yeah for a barrel. You know exactly. we don't know that it's possible. It's true. You know, and if he, you know, instead of, you know, if he had gone with the cherry route, he could have made, you know, brandy instead of, you know, fruit brandy right. instead of, instead of, instead of whiskey. So I'm glad but, he, I'm glad he made whiskey, but you picked Ulysses S. Grant because everyone knows he was a big whiskey guy. Loved, 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 loved the booze. And, but his favorite bourbon is actually still around today. Hmm. And his favorite bourbon was actually the favorite bourbon of another president, two other presidents, Andrew Jackson. That's going back even further. And William Henry Harrison as well. It's Old Crow. Oh, yeah. Old Crow. Old Crow. It's Mm -hmm. been around since uh, 1835, if you can believe it. Wow. That's amazing, right? So we talk a lot about the history of the cigar industry, which is pretty storied itself. But, I mean, whiskey goes far back in this country. Oh, yeah. yeah. Real nice connection to to U.S. presidents. Um, So there there was one other piece of uh, trivia I was going to hit you with on on this. Okay. which was uh, the no no I hit it on the uh, I hit we already hit talked about Zachary Taylor, um, right? But Good old uh, Zach, did uh, do you know what uh, George W. Bush's favorite whiskey was before he became uh, celibate uh, from alcohol? Uh, let me guess, George W. Bush. He probably liked uh, Jim Beam. Nail, nail on the head. Wow. Wow. You got that one. That's perfect. Wow. Yeah. It's Jim Beam. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That was Jim a total Beam. guess. Oh, man. That was a really <laughs> good guess. Yeah. Really good guess. guess. Yeah. Oh, he, um, apparently, he had a really, really fun time with it on his 40th birthday party uh, when he turned 40 years old. Apparently, there were um, pallets. <laughs> of Jim Beam that were consumed by him and his guests at his 40th birthday party, uh, uh, which uh. It's, it's an incredible amount of whiskey. <laughs> when you think about it. So Jim Beam, they, the factory makes some good stuff, but yeah. regular Jim Beam is, is not very, not very good. Yeah. Uh, I always said that Jim Beam is the perfect mixing bourbon. If you really want to, but yeah, it's, it's, prefer, it's pretty watery. I prefer to drink my bourbon straight though. Always have. Oh yeah. Me uh, too. So is early times been your, uh, your go-to lately? No, early times is just a good, uh, if you find it, it's a good, solid, uh, cheap, uh, bourbon. It's, um, I might go to the, it's like, to me, a go-to is something that, um, you should be able to find easily. Right. Like yeah. you can't say, you can't say like some crazy rare bourbon, yeah. um, you know, Elijah Craig toasted barrel or Elijah Craig uh, barrel proof or um, larceny barrel proof or something like you can't call that your go to, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. not fair. A go to has to be something that is widely available and you can just kind of get it whenever you want. And so for me, a, a good go to is Old Forester 100. It's, oh, it's, uh, it's a perfect proof. It's very good. It's cheap and it's available at pretty much any liquor store, you know. In the United States, so Old Forester 100 is a great go-to. Regular Elijah Craig is also a great go-to. Um, 
you know, it used to be Weller. Um, now that's hard to get, which <laughs> right. is bizarre, right? Um, it's really strange. Good luck but, with um, Buffalo Trace. Yeah, all that, all that stuff that yeah, used to be. Easy. Yeah, I mean, and Buffalo Trace, just base Buffalo Trace isn't that great. Like, it's, it's crazy that that's hard to get now. But um, so I, w- I would pick Old Forester 100 over pretty much all of those. Like, it's better. It's better than those. Um. You know what I love about Old Forester 100 is that, you know, even with that high proof, it's it's not hot. It's something you can really drink straight that's just really nice. It's nice, it's very warm, you know, with that high yeah. proof and everything, but it's 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 got such it's got such excellent flavor. My go-to is 1792. Always mm-hmm. has been. Um, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, good stuff. So 1792, they they have uh, a barrel strength that's really good. Um, they make some good stuff. Mm-hmm. Have you ever had uh, speaking of presents? Have you ever had the Je- Jefferson Ocean? The yeah, actually, uh, Cynthia Fuente sent me a special bottle of that. Like, uh, and it was really, really good. Um, it's decent. Like I, the one that she sent me was fantastic. I don't know what it was. It was it was something rare, but just regular Jefferson's Ocean is is decent. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, the Ocean Ocean Age whiskey is is I've always found really interesting. Right. Um, they're like smaller barrels and they're like pushing, you know, the, the, the waves are basically pushing the, the, the liquid in and out of the, of the Oak to try to give it more character, you know? Mm-hmm. Indeed. All right. Well, that was our stroll into presidents and bourbon. And that was our United cigar presidential trivia question or questions for tonight. Brought to you by United Cigars featuring La Gian Havana, distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabay, Byron, and now Alfonso lines from Selected Tobacco. Smoke one today and start living united. Now, Eric, this next segment is something that I'm really excited to talk to you about um, because okay. you guys have a great event coming up uh, with it. Um, and that is our charity segment for tonight. So uh, for those in attendance tonight who've, uh, who haven't uh, been a part of this, is something we've been doing for the last couple of years where um, I ask my guest or guests uh, to feature spotlight or talk about a charity or nonprofit that means a lot to them. Sometimes they're cigar related. Sometimes it's not. Today it is cigar related uh, because uh, Cigar Dojo is going to be doing a, a really cool event this coming November. Uh, really excited to talk about this. So Eric, uh, Cigars for Warriors is your pick tonight. So, yeah. talk, so talk to us a little bit why you chose it and uh, what's uh, what's coming up this next November. So uh, obviously Cigars for Warriors is something that we've been um, involved with a little bit for a long time. Uh, Jordan and I and, and Dominic and Matt went to like uh, Cats Fest way back in the day, like been good friends with Storm, you know, all these years ever since we got started. Um, but we've never really done, um, even though we've, always supported them we've never like actually done an uh, a fundraiser for them and so it's something that we've wanted to do for a long long time and um guys on the dojo don't even know this yet because i haven't announced it yet but in november which um you know veterans day is in november so we thought november would be a really good day or a good month for this uh we're gonna do a whole month long um fundraiser for cigars for warriors and what we're trying to do is to uh, get a lot, uh, a bunch of donations, uh, cigar wise, and also money wise, um, and for the entire month, just see how much we can do. Like uh, we've done a few things before, 
Uh, we did the save the leaf thing and we were able to raise quite a bit of money. So we're hoping that, um, that this cigars for warriors thing in, um, in November will be really cool. I haven't even talked to the cigars for warriors guys about this yet because this is all pretty new. It's something that we actually were working on in the, in the studio, like just last week. <laughs> and so they don't even know about it yet, but, um, I'm sure that they're not going to be, um, disappointed to hear that we're going to raise a, uh, a bunch of cigars and, and money for them. So, so that's what we're doing in November and we're really excited about it. It's such a great organization and I'm, I'm thrilled that you guys are doing something with the area, especially with, you know, you know, all the discussion from our first half of the show, when we were talking about the, this community that you've built and everything and how, how wonderful, um, you know, you've gotten this, col- this collection of folks that have come together and smoking cigars. And, and this is truly a great cause. Uh, and they've done such incredible work for our veterans and stuff. I mean, cause I mean, I mean, you know, when some of the regulations over the last few years that came down, it you know, it became an almost impossible for the average citizen uh, to donate cigars to our armed forces abroad. And so it right. was, it was, it, uh, I mean, it was such a, it was such a tragedy for people who did that on their own and, and cigars for warriors existed for a while, but that really gave people this avenue to really support their troops and, and, and continue to do it in this, this wonderful way by transplanting the communities that we have here, whether it's cigar dojo or your local brick and mortar, you know, to, uh, to our uh, men and women in uniform abroad. So it was a really, really, really terrific job by them. And they've done some great stuff with it. So um, really exciting for you guys to be doing something this veterans day. Really, really proud of that. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be cool. We're gonna uh, make it a month long thing, and uh, obviously the dojo will kick it off with uh, a certain donation, um, which we'll announce at the time, and then um, we'll 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 set a goal and see if we can hit that goal. And um, I have no doubt that we will. Uh, but it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it, and it's something that we've kind of wanted to do for a long time. And I forget why. Um, when I talked to Trey Boring at uh, PCA, um, that was when kind of in my mind, I was like, okay, we got to finally do this because we've been talking about it for so long. So um, hopefully um, in the next, well, it'll actually probably be uh, sometime late September, we'll announce the details and um, try to do something really great for them. And there couldn't be a better cause. Uh, obviously we at the dojo support our armed forces and, in every possible way we're 100 pro-military company so uh it's gonna be awesome man we're psyched awesome what a what a truly great cause one wonderful 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 so excited for that so you guys can check out cigarsforwarriors.com i'll have the i'll have the website in the show notes uh you can you can choose to donate straight through the site uh you can donate money you can also donate cigars they have collection areas all uh, all over the country local brick and mortars i know that jay davis is uh listening tonight uh, Jay's been a longtime supporter of Cigars for Warriors, uh, and I believe he still has a collection center at his uh, local shop there in Dallas. And I'm sure there are other retailers uh, tuned in tonight and uh, will be listening later that also have it. So please post uh, post your shop, post your local shop if you know that uh, you're, uh, you have a collection center there for Cigars for Warriors. That'll be great. So terrific. Well, Eric wanted to touch on a couple of other things before and before our last, uh, before we close out the night and everything. And of course, you know, a month ago we had, uh, our industry had its annual trade show, which is kind of a big deal. Yes. And, uh, I, you know, I had the opportunity and the privilege of being on your post, your post show show, 
uh, which was which was great. A lot of fun discussion was had. Um, uh, you guys had to, uh, you know, separate me and Coop uh, from each other. As we kind of <laughs> we kind of exchanged barbs a little bit. But uh, uh, wanted just to get your a couple of your opinions on it and share with my audience on, on it. So. What the, this question is twofold. So we're going to look at it at the time when you were there and, and had just left. And then we're going to fast forward to today, which is a month later. And we're going to see if anything has, has changed with some of these questions. Okay. okay. So when you were there and you guys were partaking in the interviews, the energy and everything, did the trade, the PCA 2022 trade show, did it meet exceed or did it fall short of your personal expectations of what it should have been? I think it met um, at the time. I remember um, getting there and and re- and seeing the changes that they made uh, from the the previous year, and they were good changes. Um, the pre-show party was was done much better. Um, the uh, the the show floor was done much better. Um, everything they had improved everything and 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 we do have to give them a bit of a pass the year before because they they weren't even sure they were going to have the show up until a couple months before that went down because 100 days obviously (laughs) they planned it in 100 days yeah and so like yeah it's easy to be hard on them um but at the same time there was that concern because you know had it gone down like it did the year before you know, my, you know, it seemed like it was going in a bad direction, regardless of the reasoning. It doesn't matter what the reason was. Um, it just seemed like, you know, it just seemed like a depressing trade show in 2021, 2022, much better. Um, I don't really know about the, um, you know, they talk about the attendance and this and that, and, um, how many folks were there. Um, I don't know. I'm not privy to, to all that stuff, but um, you know, they post the numbers and, and I just have to take them on their word, but it seemed like a good show to me. And so while we were there, um, I would say it definitely met my expectation. How many trade shows have you been to? What's the, Uh, is it nine, 10 now? I think it's nine. I think uh, we started going in 2013. Um, Okay. So, so eight or yeah, nine because uh, we missed 20 because 20 didn't happen, right? Okay, right. Oh, wait, did yeah, so yeah, I if you don't count that one, then it's probably eight, I suppose. Okay, yeah, I want to go back to the, the year before the COVID year of 20, so in 2019. Now, my experience is, is much smaller than yours, so I have a smaller sample size. So, I went in 2018, 2019 last year 21 and 22 so this this was my fourth show uh so i've literally been to half as many as you have um i've been on record as saying this 2019 was 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 by far my least favorite but it was i mean from everyone i've talked to it was the the, it was the worst trade show they've been to would you say the 19 or 21 was the worst show that you've been to oh i would say without a doubt it was 21 i mean Okay. And interesting. And again, that was uh, I'm I'm going to give him some pass on that, but you know, the the preparation, it was rough like, you know, the the pre-show party was underthought out, the the layout of the trade show 
I mean, they were missing the big four all of a sudden. They didn't know what to do with that space. It, you know, they they were in a flux. It was it was tricky. There's no doubt about it. It seems, and I get the show you're talking about when the the, the whole cigar con issue and all that and, it, and all the controversy and that. But at least that was still the like holiday weekend it seemed, too. It, was really it bad. <laughs> seemed like a big. It still seemed like it was the trade show. When we got to 2021, it almost did not seem like the same trade show. Like we had just came off of TPE a couple months before because they had changed the date of that. And TPE just seemed like a real trade show and PCA seemed like an afterthought. Like it was, it was rough. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, I'm, I'm not blaming them. I'm I'm just saying the truth. Like that's just the way it was. And um, so even though, even though uh, 2019, had the the big weird flub with cigar con and everything i still felt like that was like a trade show like it still feel it still felt like a trade show to me even if there was some weird stuff going on and so in my opinion 2021 was the rough one okay all right so fast forward here we are a month later um are some are the good vibes still there or is he is it still look like a satisfactory trade show in your eyes yeah, uh, yeah, major expectations? So. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like um, they built a nice, like, here's the thing. Like you lose the big four and obviously that's a big hit. Right. But like sometimes as in the media, like you, you and me and Coop and Aaron and Emmett and everybody, right. We can overanalyze this stuff to death, but ultimately it's, it's a trade show and they bring, retailers together with manufacturers so that they can buy product. Sometimes I think we get too bogged down in the details. They have to deal with the fact that the big four aren't there. They're just not. So what are they going to do? Like you just, you, you got to keep going. And so I'm still of the opinion that it was a positive trade show this year. I feel like they're in going in the right direction. They're getting some new leaders. You know, you got your ACE primes and your crown heads and your Espinosa's that are like sort of taking up, um, taking up the slack a bit. And I'm excited. I, I say whatever it is, as long as you do it to the best of your ability, I'm, I'm cool with that. Like if, if you go to the trade show and it feels like it's not even a trade show, then, then I'm concerned. And that's, that's what 2021 felt like, but this felt like a trade show. It, it was, it was, it was it the best one I've been to. Of course not. It was definitely not, but I feel like we're starting to go in the right direction. I feel like I feel like they kind of know now, okay, now this is life without the big four. So here we go. And so uh, once you kind of get past that, you know, living without the big four, then you can, um, you know, start planning the future. Do you think this is the variation of 2022 is basically what we're going to be living with for uh, an industry trade show when it comes to PCA? Yeah, I think it's possible that uh, one or two of those come back. I can envision. Um, I have my guesses as to who would come back first. Um, and so, you know, it can. At the same time, Bear, like cigars are in a rough spot with trade show because you take like consumer electronics show, right? Like CES. Huge, right? Massive, massive trade show. Probably the biggest of all trade shows and it's really important for like retailers to go to ces because there's like new technology right that 
you have to see with your own eyes to understand what it is right. like, you know, holographic this or, you know, these I uh, um, goggles that you put on or a new type of television screen or whatever. Like you have to you have to physically see it to understand it. So like there's no way probably that CES will ever struggle because it just makes sense to have a trade show where you can see this new technology. Cigars, a cigar pretty much is a cigar. I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's there's different blends and and this might be exciting and this might be different, but really you you know what a cigar is and so uh, you can order it ahead of time. Like cigar industry is in a rough spot with a trade show. Like is a trade show even necessary? Like who knows? Like I don't know the answer to that. If I did, you know, I'd probably be making a lot more than I am now, but <laughs> I don't know that a cigar trade show is really necessary other than maybe everybody getting together and kind of like unifying the industry or whatever. Like, but I don't think a a retailer really absolutely needs to go these days. They can order ahead of time, get the same deals. That's not going to change. Nobody can change that. That's just the way it is. And so they're going to have to find ways to make the trade show fun for the retailer to go to get jazzed about. I know that's part of these exclusives that they do. And that's cool. I like that. Like that's a, you know, that's a cool part of, that's a cool aspect. They need to, they need to continue that and to keep making it, Hey, you're only going to get this product. If you come to the show, they'll have to probably do more exciting stuff like that. And they're, I think they understand that. And it seems like they're really working in that direction. Well, if they want to do fun, I mean, I, I mean, shouldn't they just call you? Well, yeah, I mean, that's for sure. <laughs> do, I mean, all, yeah. all, all joking aside, I mean, do you, I mean, do you have some ideas of what could make this, what you were talking about more viable and could make this experience different how it could make it more, I hate to use this word. I'm going to use it. Shit. Um, more, more relevant <laughs> to, uh, more relevant in terms know, of today's buying, buying market. Right. I mean, like everything sort of changed when the big four left because right at that time that's when everybody was realized this they all realized the problem that i just presented right everybody knew that like there's no real reason to go to a trade show and that's why you know this whole idea of cigar con was coming up and that's why davidoff was making the the experience and that's why drew estate was making like the acid experience and like they were trying to make another reason to go Right. Like there's not just buying cigars, but some other reason to go. And then everything fell apart when the big four backed out and then there was COVID and it just became a, a giant mess. So now we need to rethink all of those things. And um, there's going to have to be. Um, I, I think TPE is sort of a good example for PCA like TPE they don't put a big premium on these big crazy. You can just get, they have these, you know, these booths with like six or eight retailers all in there. Guys just show up. It's super cheap. Um, but you know, it boom, they're not spending $300,000 to, you know, open some accounts that just doesn't make financial sense in the long run. Mm -hmm. Like they're going to eventually have to get to more of like the TPE kind of very inexpensive. It's, it's a festival. It's fun. We can't use it as a fund, a pure fundraiser for litigation in Washington, D.C. 
because there's just not enough reason for retailers to spend that much money and manufacturers to spend that much money. Ultimately, now hopefully with the way you know legislation's going, we won't have to that like that. We could be on a a good path there, but um, right like there's there's going to have to. It's but couldn't it be? Couldn't it be something fun and exciting? Right. If you if you say, look, we're just going to make the best trade show we can. We're not doing this to raise money for our lobbying efforts in Washington. That's sort of been the thing. It's like, we have to do this. We have to do this guys, the manufacturers, you have to do this retailers. You guys have to do this because we need this money and and we do need money for lobbying, right? Like we do, but at the same time, like it just becomes financially undoable uh, after a while, like smaller companies, like warped and the and they're spending way more than they'll ever make at this trade show and so they're they back out right yeah, and I was so say, they, like, they weren't if, even in attendance this year yeah so obviously. right so there has to it has to change it has to evolve like in my opinion one of the weirdest things about the trade show is it is it's supposed to be for for retailers right it's a it's a retail trade show you go yeah. there as a retailer to buy product for your show but we lean 100% pretty much on the manufacturers. And so there's like this weird disconnect between um, who the trade show is really for and who's, who we're putting the pressure on to make sure that it, it works. Like it hmm. seems like the, the retailers need to maybe, there need to be more pressure on the retailers to step up to make this, hey, what do you read? And I think they've done a pretty good job of getting retailers more involved you know, like on the board of directors and stuff. So yeah. who knows? I don't, I don't know all the answers. A couple of years ago, I had good ideas, but all that changed over the last couple of years because of the way things went down. So I can't say that I have the best ideas at this point anymore. I, all I can see is the problems, but at the same time, I'm encouraged by what they did this year. I am. I am encouraged. I thought it was, I thought it was an excellent trade show. I was, was it the best? Of course not. Was it the worst? Not even close. It was a, it was a solid, Solid effort. Well, we need to find you some more Henry McKenna, Eric, so you can come up with more fun ideas. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. Get the go, get those creative juices flowing. I, I, yeah. I, you know, I'm not just blowing smoke here, metaphorically and physically here. I, Eric, I think, I think you, along with some other people, have there. There's a, there's a creativity that could really ignite the show to be, you know more than what it is today. I want my cake and I want to eat it too. Right. I want, I want to raise money for the lobbyists. I want to, it to be about that. But at the same time, I want to attract more people to be able to, to that end, to get to that. And I, and I think, I think there's, I think there's room for both. I think there is. Yeah. You know, you t- you look at like great American beer fest, right? Great American beer fest is here in Denver and it's like a four day event. It's more, consumer oriented it would be more like what cigar con wanted to be right so it's it's not a, a perfect comparison but it is a comparison and one of the things that makes great american beer fest so amazing is pretty much every manufacturer wants to be there because they have all these contests you know who made the who gets the giant award for the best pilsner who gets the giant award for who did the best uh, large brewer stout who did the best homebrew stout? Like there's all these awards and things like we could, we could do some of that in our show. Like these guys bring new products to the show 
Like, why not have a panel of people and, 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 you know, give some awards and recognition for um, the best in show uh, Connecticut, best in show Maduro, like make some fun things, some reasons to want to be there as a manufacturer, want to be there as a retailer, want to be there as a media person, because you know, there's going to be some big news. Just think about like this, like Guy Fieri was there this year. That was big news. Yeah. The whole Fuente Padron thing, that was big news. We need to make big news happen at this show. There needs to be big news. Like whatever it is, there has to be some stuff that goes down that you can't miss, right? Yeah. And things that transcend the industry, like the Guy Fieri cigar, really right. can really be huge positives um, for sure. Uh, 100%. Um, to, to, to that point, um, you know, we were talking about you know, things that kind of expectations and everything like that. What, what was your, what was your favorite part of when you were in attendance? Was it, was it the guy Fieri appearance? Was it the Fuente Padron? Was it something else entirely? What was it? Uh, you know, for me, it's kind of boiled down to just work. You know, we cover the show and um, I try to get out of there and go, we, we don't stay on the strip anymore. Like we used to, we get, we, we have an Airbnb. We get out of there. Uh, it, it, you know, like when you get too close to something, it starts to become a little less fun. Like um, the trade show is a little bit that way for me. Like it seems kind of like work because you just you're trying to cover these these booths and stuff. And so for me, the, the the probably the most fun of it all is just getting to see the guys that I know, Eric Espinoza and and Nick Perdomo and all my friends in the industry. Um, just seeing them in person, you know, joking with them and that kind of stuff. Uh, the the big news stories were great, but but I kind of knew those in advance. Like I think that would be really cool if I was a retailer, right? Like if I was a retailer, that would be awesome. And that's why I say we need more, more of those kind of things because ultimately we want more retailers to be there. Like we don't really care how many the media people are going to be there regardless, right? We're going to be there regardless probably. And so there needs to be more fun stuff for the retailers. So from a media perspective. I just like seeing the my buddies. I like seeing you guys, um, Bear, you and, and Coop and everybody. And and that's the, that's really the most fun. And other than that, I like to just get out of there, go back to the, the house, sit in the pool and drink bourbon. Sounds fun. <laughs> so, but to, to go back to your point, but to go back to your point, though, about this, this, this fun thing and like this, these big news needs to be happening, right? You know, like big news did happen right before the trade show, right? You, you, you even alluded to it a second ago with one of your comments when you were talking about how, like, we may not need it, like, we'll always need legislative effort because we'll always be under attack. But we had a, our, our industry had achieved a great victory on, yeah. I mean, about on the eve of the trade show. And here's, right, here's, yeah. my, here's my problem with probably 98% of the vendors, so ma- manufacturers, to your point, I would say even 99% knew that that went down, knew how much of a big deal it was and what a great, what a great opportunity it was, particularly for some of you than the newer vendors, brand new, like their first show, like West Tampa, for example, and things like that. Right. It was a big deal. I bet if you pulled the retail attendees, I would say probably, I, I think I might be ge- being generous here. Maybe 60% knew that that happened and knew that it was, knew that it was significant. Do you think I'm overshooting that? No, you, you could be right, but I, I, it wasn't really trade show news. Like, I mean, 
suppose news I, I affected guess, their business, though. I their guess business. maybe, you know, you know, the, the PCA could have had some sort of like on the floor, you know, sort of event or something and talked about it, maybe. But I don't know. Like, I think the re- you know, it's crazy, Bear, is you go to your average retailer and you you say, like, I can remember like four years ago and going into like a retail shop and bringing up like the FDA and they had no idea that there was even an FDA thing going on at all. Oh yeah. For the retailer, they had zero clue that that was going down. Right. And so like, like the people on the dojo verse, they're way more in tune to what's going on in the world of cigars than um, probably 60% of the retailers. I mean, it it is kind of, it is sort of strange, man. It's a strange dichotomy. I, I admit that is weird. Well, it's interesting because I think more consumers, even though even though they're they're like you said, you go into any brick and mortar, they're they're out of touch. I think that there's there's a a, a very loyal, rabid fan base among consumers that are probably you know hundred times more informed than some of their retailers. Yeah, and some even PCA members too, which is and I don't and put that entirely on the PCA. I think they're you know I think certainly the PCA needs to keep their membership informed. And I think they've made a lot of strides and improvement in that part. But like I said, I think if you pulled the re- retailers that were in attendance at the show last month and asked them that question, hey, what do you think about the recent decision? 40% would have had no clue what you were talking about. And yeah, it's just, just weird. It's, it's so weird. It's hard to make people care, right? Like you can't make people care about things. Like they either care about things or they don't. Um, and that's part of human nature. It's unfortunate, but um, I don't know if you can overcome that hurdle totally, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. All right. Um, so la- last question about the trade show, uh, and then we have a couple last questions to, to finish up our night here, uh, Eric. Um, so uh, did, uh, did you guys, did the, the Michael Herklotz uh, bathroom thing jump to the shark? Are you guys done with that? Because I was I was really looking forward to the next chapter of this. I got to be honest with you. Well, Michael said, you know, maybe we shoot for TPE. So we'll see. Um, okay. Uh, well, you know, it's kind of one of those things where like, what, where do we go from here? Right. Like, yeah, there was a, there was a logical progression from the first year to the second year. But like, I, I'm I, I get a little nervous about like, you know, oh, we got to one up ourselves every single time from here on out. Like maybe we just kind of nip this one in the bud and, and uh, call it good. It was funny while it lasted. And, you know, we'll see. We'll see. What, I mean, obviously there were, there was some planning that went into the second one, but the first one was that it was just completely organic or like pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> How did that even yeah. happen? Like, it was, yeah. Oh God. I, I nearly lost it the first time I watched it. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty much organic. We were, we, we popped in and, and, and he didn't really have, have any product or anything remember like he had a new brand and he didn't have any product so he didn't really have anything to talk about but we wanted to talk to him so we were like what should we do and then that you know all me jordan and 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 the guys were standing there and michael i think it was him that came up with the idea of the uh the urinal interview and um so we just we just ran down to the bathroom and and shot it and um then the next year we did, yeah, you're right. We took some more planning. And we did the stall interview, and that one, that one actually had some thought put into it. But uh, <laughs> I, I had some ideas for this year, and I think they were like way over the top. So I decided, you know what, I better dial it back down before I get into some sort of really weird territory here. 
I mean, I think the net, the natural progression is just to, I mean, you end up in the, the bathroom in his hotel room. I think that's just, I mean, that's the logical invasion of privacy that this, this track is going on. Well, yeah, mean, that, was, <laughs> that was, that was definitely on the table. That was on the table. <laughs> awesome. I, I love the creativity, uh, Eric. I think uh, you guys um, bring it in a really real way. You, you have a way of connecting with, you know, uh, on, on multiple levels, the, from the on the retailer side, the consumer side, your community, and then even at the manufacturer level, which is really something that uh, I've always admired about you guys, and I love it. Well, I appreciate that. So, uh, we've got uh, last two questions here to cap off yes. our night, Eric. Again, thank you so much for uh, for uh, agreeing to be on the show tonight. Uh, it's been of a course great conversation. And uh, if you were worried about, did we have enough to talk about? Look at this. I know. Look at that. It's two hours almost right pulled, now. Pulled the, pulled the Steve Saka self-deprecation, man. I don't know if I have enough yeah. to say. Um, <laughs> so, uh, we'll get to Steve in a second. He'll be a topic here in just a moment. But uh, uh, the first one, this is our segment, which is brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Refuge is more than just a physical mm. place. It can be a state of mind. Some of life's greatest reflections can be found in your own personal asylum. Moments like these were made for Asylum Cigars. Light up an asylum and choose your refuge. Now, Eric, this segment is completely about the cigar. We've talked a lot about tonight about community, the creation of what, uh, which around cigars is, is the reason that, uh, you know, Cigar Dojo exists. It's the reason why right. a lot of us are in cigars and why we enjoy them today. But a lot can be said about that moment that you have with just a cigar. And so this segment is specifically geared towards the time in your life uh, in the last few years where there wasn't, you know, a group of people around what you prefer sometimes a moment of solitude that you were smoking a cigar and it could be to celebrate something. It could have been a moment of reflection. It could have been about anything. So what, you know, if you could pick one of those moments, it doesn't have to be the best, but just a moment that comes to mind where it was just you and the cigar, what were you smoking and what was the moment about? Ooh, uh it's a good one. I remember, uh, I remember back in the day, early on, we were on a cruise to Mexico and me and Jordan and Dominic got up early in the morning. The sun wasn't even up yet. And we had, we each had a, my father's cigar and we got a cup of coffee and we went out onto the deck and the sun was just starting to peak up over the ocean. And we, smoked those cigars and it was awesome it, it was just the best day the best morning ever that's the that's the one that most sticks out into my mind complete silence or was there no it was nobody around it was just us and we weren't even really saying anything to each other and we were just kind of watching the sun sunrise over the mexican you know the uh landscape and then the uh gulf of mexico there oh god it was amazing it's beautiful uh -huh. the steam coming off the coffee the yeah smoke from yeah. going from the cigar right i mean sounds and beautiful. then you know jordan put the cigar in his mouth the wrong way burned his lip no i'm just kidding I made that part <laughs> no. no it was it was an amazing moment i mean it was just a cool father-son cigar moment you know You say, you know, like you said, get, to go back to some of your original comments, just and everything. Are are you are you striving for more of those moments as you kind of get to the know? end of my life? 
No, that's not what I said. <laughs> on in your cigar journey is where I was going to go with this. But if you know, if you want to be a little bit more morbid, I suppose uh, you can be. I do. No, that's actually a good question. I do try to, because like you know, like you're in the industry and you're smoking cigars to review them, see if they belong on the top ten of the year and all that sort of stuff. And then sometimes you can lose like those kind of magical moments, and so. I do try to make sure like on the weekends um, there's times when I'm smoking the cigar just to smoke the cigar and not think about anything else, not to think about, you know, um, the wrapper or the filler or who made this or what the factory or where it came from. Like just enjoy it, have a nice bourbon or coffee or whatever, a mojito. I try to make sure that I do that so that I don't lose touch with why I like cigars in the first place. You know, I make sure to set aside some time, usually on the weekend, you know, to do that. That's awesome. I, 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 I think I like both, you know, I, I definitely love the community aspect of it. I'd rather be smoking cigars with somebody to have that conversation. I think conversations and cigars are the best pairing. We talk about pairings a lot, you know, what are you drinking? What are you smoking? But uh, to me, some of the best, pairings with the cigar just conversation like we're yeah tonight. yeah right you know? that's a good um, point so um <laughs> so this brings up our last question of the night and i'm, I'm chuckling because i'm really excited about it oddly enough so this uh this is our dunbar tobacco and Tr- trust curveball segments fastballs or curveballs it doesn't matter since the company's inception steve sock has been knocking them out of the park seven consecutive years in the consensus top three Congratulations to our good friend, Mr. Steve Saka. So, uh, Eric, I'm going to go ahead and show a photo with the audience. Um, And this might be uh, a little familiar to you. It's you in the photo, so I'm sure it would be familiar to you. Uh Um, So uh, that's you. Ah, yes. Snake around your neck. um, I remember this well. (laughs) First of all, what, first of all, what snake was this, and why why did this happen? <laughs> oh, this, this is actually a great story. So back in the day, or actually, we still have the main the main dojo offices at my house, right? And the studio's at Jordan's house. But uh, Jordan would work at my house at, at, this, at, the, uh, at the office all week long. And on lunch break, Jordan would go take a walk, and he would, you know, uh, leave the office for a while. And do his thing, kind of get his mind off of stuff. And so one of those days, it was the summertime, and I we live by a really big a creek, and um, it's called Bear Creek. It's really beautiful. And great name. What? Yeah, one. Yeah, right. Bear Creek. There you go. El Oso Creek. Um, <laughs> he, he Jordan calls me. He's like, Dad. He's like, You got to come quick. Like there is a massive snake down here by the river. And I was like. All right, where are you at? Where are you at? And he, so he told me where he was at. And so I ran down there. Um, and sure enough, there's this huge. Now, this picture does not do it justice. I'm going to tell you right now. Well, it's right. Ra- you can this see it's a, wrapped. You're, you're holding like yeah. half of it. This there's more snake of it. was a bull snake and it was beautiful, like gorgeous snake. And it was huge. And so Jordan was like, all right, we got to catch this. And so I said, all right, Jordan, grab that stick and you just kind of like, put it on it and and then i'll grab its neck and so like we captured the snake and it was just perfect condition like it had no scars on it and it was massive it was like six feet long 
And so we brought it back to the house. We you know, kind of like took some pictures of it, played with it for a while. It got to be really friendly. And then about an hour later, we, uh, we walked it back down to where it was and um, let it go uh, back into the wild. But it was a fun little, uh, a fun little uh, uh, nature moment. It was a nature moment. I felt like, who is that guy? Who is that guy that got stung by a shark? Steve Irwin. Steve like Irwin. Sting, Stingray. Moment. Stingray. Yeah. Stingray. Yeah. 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 I guess. Yeah. That didn't happen to me, thankfully. But, thankfully, uh, yes. but yeah, like the, the, this, uh, I have some pictures of it where we like, we laid the snake out straight, you know, and that thing was massive. Super cool. Is this something you guys do on the regular? Like, like the way you're telling the story is it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, we just found another snake. It was beautiful. We've, it didn't have any scars on it like the other ones that we've picked up. Well, yeah, kind of like we I like this kind of stuff. Like growing up, my dad would like bring bring snakes home and stuff. And, um, you know, from, from where he worked. And, and so we've always had like reptiles and and lizards and turtles and things. No and idea. so, this yeah, yeah, cool. it was really it was really cool. It was it was by far the best wild uh, snake I ever caught because that thing was it was just perfect. So do you have snakes in your house now? Do you have reptiles in your house now? I have a turtle. I do have a turtle. Okay. Um, but no, 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 no snakes. So, yeah. Oh, I, this is a whole world with this picture. I had no idea this was going to lead to this. I, this is a whole world yeah. of you that I just didn't know existed. This is right. Yeah. No, I, I dig, I dig the, I dig the wildlife. So that's awesome. I've, I've caught all kinds of cool, cool critters. Well, that, this was going to be part of my question, but I'm going to revamp it. I was going to say, you know, my original question was what other wild animal would you wrestle? But apparently this is a normal thing for you. So yeah. what, what other, please, what else, what other wild things have you caught in your time? Cause I'm I, interested I, to hear this. <laughs> I mean, I, I've caught, uh, pr- I've got prairie dogs, bullfrogs. I mean, you name it, but the one, this, this really annoys me bear because I found out recently, cause I really, really wanted to pet a manatee right i wanted mm-hmm. to pet a manatee i wanted to just grab one of their you know big fat belly and just smack it you know like that but apparently it's illegal to touch a manatee so i will never in my life be able to touch a manatee and that really um really depresses me bear so uh those doggone sea cows apparently they're protected by the government and you can't touch them it's true yeah yeah that's sad uh, for you. <laughs> it's very sad. Uh, sorry, my my uh, two-year-old son is awake and came into the studio, so I don't know what that's about. So <laughs> a little past his bedtime. Uh, <laughs> he's, uh, he's signaling to me, Dad, it's time to, it's time to put Eric to bed, too. Came yeah. out of hibernation. <laughs> well, Eric, thank you so much for the conversation tonight. It's been absolutely fantastic speaking with you. I, 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 I thoroughly enjoy uh, talking with you on, on these shows, outside of these shows. Um, you know, it's, uh, you're, you're just one of the most fascinating people that I've met, you know, over these years in the cigar industry. And I, I, I really, I really admire what you and Jordan and your family have built, uh, and then just admire the person that you are as well. And, and it's just, uh, it's an, it's been an incredible journey for you guys. And I, I, I love being a very small part of it. Uh, and I love seeing it at the same time. So thank you so much for your time tonight. Well, appreciate it, brother. And I'm psyched that you had me on the show. It was a lot of fun and, uh, we'll have to, uh, 
get you back on our show at some point as well. We we love having you on there, especially because you give Coop such a hard time. So that, <laughs> so that it makes that it makes, easy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that that makes it worth that makes it worth the money right there. So no, I really appreciate it, Bear, and uh, and thank you uh, for having me on the show. It was awesome. Price of admission. Thank you so much to our audience as well who tuned in tonight. All your likes, shares, and comments are definitely uh, encouraged. We appreciate it. Um, thank you so much for everyone tuning in. You can always see it. Check us out on our Facebook page, Los Kumar. Um, and uh, our, that's where our live show happens every single Sunday, including uh, next Sunday as well, where we'll have another fantastic guest that you'll want to be here for. Uh, Enrique Sejas will be returning from Matilde Cigars. We'll be returning to Los Kumar Takes. A lot of cool new stuff over the last couple of years from Matilde Cigars. We're excited to have Enrique back. Love speaking with Enrique. One of uh, one of my favorite takes uh, back in the day was with him. So this will be a really nice time to revisit with him. You can always check out our YouTube channel, which is LOS Fumar as well. Or if you're downloading and listening to this later, wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts, including iHeartRadio, you can download, subscribe, and review. Do me a favor. If you are a subscriber, please hit unsubscribe, but don't forget to resubscribe because that really helps my numbers so that I can get continue to get great guests like Eric Gatormson. Uh, one of these days, Eric, we're going to have to teach uh, Coop how to say your name correctly because it literally <laughs> it literally took me asking you the first time to pronounce it for me that I've been able to do it every time. I don't know what the problem is. It's uh, him, Abe Babna, and Juan Cancel. They're all the worst. I think I think Juan and Juan. I can't believe I'm defending Juan, but in Juan's defense, I think he does it on purpose. Yeah, um, I so so. <laughs> I can't speak to Abe, but. Uh, um, but thank you so much for uh, for hanging out with us tonight, everybody else out there. Uh, this was our 220th take, live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Azel, Texas. I'm your host, Barry Duplessis, as always. And guess what, everybody? We'll see you next time. <laughs>